how to maximize your weeks and make sure that you get the most out of them. Hello, my name is Mark Fitzgerald, and today I'm going to share with you my nine hacks on how to make sure that you maximize each and every week, whether it's in your property business, in a normal business, a corporate job, just your fundamental life. I'm going to try and help you to make sure that you get the best out of it. Why? Because we have to. If we don't make things happen, they probably won't happen. So let's get started, shall we? At number one, we need to make sure we have a plan. You need to plan your week ahead. Now, whether or not you take a half an hour on a Sunday to plan out the week coming, or you do it first thing Monday morning, you have to make sure you have a plan. Otherwise, things just will not happen. They will get away from you and you will waste time. So make sure that you have your goals prioritized, that you have the tasks and the steps that you need to take to make them happen. Make sure you have a planner. Use Google Calendar or something like that, but make sure it is there block by block. At this time, I should be doing this. At this time, I should be doing this. A lot of us have a very, very busy schedules. You could say, well, I've got a corporate job, Mark. I, I'm not all in property at the moment. I have to work at the same time. And that's fine. There's a lot of us that have to do that. Okay, but it's not easy for me either. I have three businesses. I have to put my time between plus consultancy work that I do as well. So I have to plan my weeks very, very strictly. And even if you just got an hour lunch break in your corporate job, your family takes over the rest of your life, you can still make things happen. Just plan out for at least half an hour, if nothing else, half an hour of that lunch break will be on tasks that will move you forward, that will help you get and maximize your results in whatever it is you're trying to do. But it won't happen if you don't have a plan. So make sure you plan for the week ahead. Okay, at number two, try and start your days early. Now, some people may be night owls. Maybe you prefer to stay up a little bit later. I wouldn't recommend that at all. I would say get a decent night's sleep. Get up early. Get cracking. Start the day earlier than everybody else. I tend to start my days between 5 and 5.30 a.m. in most cases. Now, there are some days where it might not get up until 6, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, even 9 o'clock if it's the weekend and I'm having a bit of a lie-in at the end of the day. But I have to say... Gone are the days where I will hit snooze. Gone are the days where I will lie in bed and think, oh, I'll go back to sleep. If I'm awake, I get up, I get on with it. Why? Because I've normally set my tasks. I've already planned out what it is that I want to be doing. And I like to get up and get it done straight away. I like to get up at silly o'clock in the morning for some people, but it's the right time for me. Half past five, five o'clock in the morning, I get up and I get on with it. And by the time most people are getting out of bed, I've already done half of the tasks probably that I needed to do to move me forward. So make sure that you start your day early. Have an exercise routine if you can as well to get the blood pumping and get you going. Make sure you take on water of some sort, whether you want to have tea or green tea or something like that, but make sure you're getting water. Pure water is the best and try and have a litre of water in the first hour. 
It can seem a lot for some people, but I'll tell you now, if you get into the habit of drinking a liter of water in the first hour when you wake up, then when you don't do it, you will really notice the difference. Why? Because it gets the circulation going. It gets you rehydrated after having a night of not having any hydration whatsoever. So make sure that you're getting up. You've got the exercise. You can meditate if you need to. Now, you could be saying, Mark, blimey, there's loads to do. How am I going to get through all of this? Listen, start small. Just start by waking up, you know, 15 minutes to half an hour earlier than you do now. And then plan in some sort of task or even some sort of exercise to do in that half an hour. And trust me, after a week, you can then get up maybe 15 minutes earlier. And then after another week, maybe do 15 minutes again or when it suits you. If this doesn't appeal to you at all, that's fine. But high achievers, get up and get on with it. And I'll tell you what, I do because I'm so excited to wake up when I go to bed. And I try and go to bed by about no later than half 10 if I can. But when I get up, I'm ready for it. I'm excited because I'm passionate about what I'm doing. It's not just like you're getting up for your corporate job that potentially you're not as passionate about now. So make sure that you've got your tasks laid out. You've planned it. You're going to get up early. You're going to hit the day hard. You're going to get on with it and potentially even get the tasks that you need to get done. Done before everybody else wakes up. So at number three, you've got to focus on the most important tasks first. The tasks that move us forward. We may have 10 things to do in a week. There's probably three to four of those that are the things that you really, really need to be doing. Okay. The rest, the other six are probably nice to do's. But yet when we begin doing stuff like this, they feel important. They feel like, oh, I've got to answer that email. That's the first thing I need to do is answer that email. Trust me, if you get up at five o'clock, nobody's reading their emails. So you don't have to do that till later. Answering emails, messages, anything like that can be done later on. Those are tasks that I tend to try and leave until the afternoon. I may get up. I may check my students. I have some one-to-one students and people that work with me. I do check their emails because I want them to wake up with the answers. But when it comes to business, I always think it's a little bit unprofessional if you're sending emails on a business basis, potentially about deals and things out of hours. We need to set ground rules. We need to make sure that people know when we're working and when we're not working. So do make sure that when you set your tasks out, if nothing else on that day, maybe you set yourself two or three tasks per day. It's the most important things you try and get done at the beginning of the week. If you do that, you will feel so rewarded. You will feel so motivated and it will become a habit of success for you. Okay. so at number four. Remember to take a break. Remember to have a little break at the end of the day, because it's important to give yourself a chance to think, a chance to relax and a chance to stay productive and avoid burnout the dreaded burnout at the end of the day. So take breaks in whatever you are doing. Try and work in time slots. 60 minute time slot is good with a 20 minute break potentially or a 10 minute break or even a five minute break or just get up and wander around. But at the end of the day, don't try to keep working, 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 working. You might not necessarily burn yourself out, but you will get fatigued. You will start making poor decisions and you will start procrastinating. 
if you're anything like me. So make sure you have a slot and a window to get specific tasks or meetings or whatever it is you're doing done or viewings and stuff like that. But then give yourself a break. Have a coffee break. If you don't drink coffee, have a tea break. If you don't drink tea, go and get some water. Just have a drink. Move away. I tend to work go and have a coffee, work, go and get some water. I've normally got some water with me, but it just gets me up to go and get a fresh glass of water or whatever I'm filling my water bottle up. Then at specific times, I'll have maybe an apple just to get me away, just to have a little think and forget about things. Go for a walk. Then I do like to go out and have a walk, bit of exercise, maybe even go to the gym, have 20 minutes, 40 minutes at the gym, then back to doing a bit of work, have some lunch. Break things up depending on your day, depending on the times you have. Obviously, if you work at a corporate job, you'll be doing that job and things, but you'd still be expected to have breaks. You normally have you know, a morning break, a lunchtime, and then an afternoon break before you finish. If you're working for yourself, make sure that you give yourself those breaks as well. It's very important. And it leads on to number five, which is stay positive, okay? Try and maintain a positive attitude to whatever you're trying to accomplish, okay? Sometimes it can be very difficult when you're dealing with solicitors or builders or anything like that in your property business. But mark my words, you need to make sure that you look at things with a positive spin. Don't be doom and gloom. There's too many people out there that are all doom and gloom and, oh, the world's going to end and everything like that. Make sure you are positive and don't see all problems as problems, massive headaches or anything like that. Look at them as opportunities. You get the opportunity to solve the problem. And sometimes when you do actually solve a problem, you can monetize that. You can make money out of it. It can save you any mistakes or any costs in the future as well. So do try and stay positive, maintain the attitude and the focus towards what it is you want to be doing. And please, 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 and I'm terrible for this, which is why I always have to remind myself, celebrate the small wins. If you get a viewing, you've been trying to get a viewing from a landlord, it's not happened, and they said yes. Before you're like, well, let's go, celebrate it. Okay, just go and have a coffee, go and have a tea, go and go and just go, woohoo! just celebrate it. It's an achievement. It keeps you positive. It'll keep you in a good attitude, a good mindset, keep you in the workflow. Celebrate the small wins. I'm terrible for this. I am terrible, which is why I'm trying to help other people with it as well. I have to work at these things. They don't just come naturally to me. They don't come naturally to anybody. You have to work at these things. You have to push yourself forward. But this is a great opportunity to be able to do that. So make sure you keep a positive spin on any issues, any problems, on any tasks that you're doing, whether you love them or you hate them. We all still have to do things that we don't like to do that maybe aren't natural or maybe don't put us in our flow, but get them done, stay positive with them, and you will be able to achieve them. So at number six, you want to make sure as well that you still connect with others, okay? Property investing, property businesses can be a very lonely place. I know this for a fact, okay? So at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you connect with your family. You connect with your partner, if you have a partner, with your kids. Very important, that one. Make sure your kids are not neglected because of your passion for your property business or whatever it is, again, you're trying to achieve. But make sure that you are connecting with people like this. You're connecting with your friends, with family members, with colleagues. 
Okay, social media is some connection, but try to get yourself out. Try to get in front of people. Try and talk to people more than just texting and stuff like that. You can connect like that on certain times, but I wouldn't do that all the time. If you're actually, or when you actually go full-time in your property business, you still need to make sure that you're connecting with people you know, like, and trust, like i.e. your friends, your family, and things. You will talk to a lot of people in property, but that's all they are. You're just talking to them. It's business at the end of the day. You talk to tenants potentially, that's business. You're not going to be mates with them. You know, you talk to builders again. You may go down well, but you're not going to be bosom buddies. It's business relationships. You talk to landlords, agents, exactly the same. You're building up rapport, but you're never going to be bosom buddies. So make sure that you have people around you that don't drag you down, that keep you positive but make sure you connect with those and plan it into your schedule as well. And I tell you what, if you do this and you do it with the right people that motivate you, and that's why networking events can be very good as well. Get yourself to your local property investors networking event. There's over 50 around the country. Go and start talking to people with the same mindsets and also make friends with them because they'll be the same as you. They will be missing that connection with people. So you can Get like-minded people around you. This is something that I do in my communities as well, that I try and get everybody, particularly on the coaching calls, to talk about what they're doing, to connect. And that's what it's all about. So make sure you're doing the same and you're connecting with others. Number seven, very, very, very important. It was something I neglected, particularly in the first couple of years of my business. Stay healthy. Remember why you're doing this long-term gains, long-term wealth. You cannot have long-term wealth or any wealth if you have no health, okay? If you're overweight, admit to yourself you're overweight and look to do something about it. If you have a bit of a drinking problem, I, not in the sense that you're an alcoholic, but that you just like to have a, a drink each night to helps me unwind. You know, it, it doesn't actually. It raises your blood pressure. It'll actually prevent you from having a really good night's sleep in many cases, depending on what it is you're drinking alcohol-wise. So just look after yourself. Try and cut out the rubbish and try and make sure that you're doing some exercise daily, whether it's walking. If you have a load of phone calls to make, walk around while you do them. Get some headphones. Go outside and make your phone calls while you're on your walking. And just say to people, hope you don't mind, I'm just walking then they know exactly what's going on. Nobody's ever said to me, well, I'm not that impressed if you're walking. Why aren't you sat at your desk talking to me? Because it makes no difference to them whatsoever. As long as it's not in a massively noisy place and you can hear them okay and they can hear you okay, it's all good. But make sure that you're eating healthily. Very easy, again, to get stuck into the property world and to start binging on junk food because you're here, there and everywhere and you're out at the time and you're doing networking events and you're doing this and you're doing that and you can spiral it out of control and you're socialising as well, so you're having a few beers. Very easy to let it spiral out of control. Make sure you don't because it will impact your performance in what it is you're trying to achieve. Trust me. Equally, It'll knock you out of a good mental, healthy state as well. I'm focusing on that positivity. You can't focus on positivity with a bad hangover. Or if you've eaten a load of junk food, you need to make sure that you're putting good stuff into your machine, into your Ferrari, if you like. You wouldn't go and put crap petrol into your Ferrari, would you? So don't put rubbish 
into your good self either, okay? So make sure that you're staying as healthy as you can be and just make little habits to do it. But again, put it in your plan. Put it in your plan to stay healthy. Okay, number eight is something I am so passionate about, something that I believe massively in. Plan it into your week as well and make sure that you're learning something new, something that will improve you. Maybe not your businesses, maybe not your family life, maybe not. It's just for you. It's your mindset. It's about you challenging yourself, pushing yourself out of your comfort zones to learn something new and help yourself grow. It's all about growth. It's all about growing to be the person that you can be. I try and learn something new nearly every day. Maybe I can't do it every day, but at least every week I want to be being the best version of me I can possibly be. So I do do courses. I do read lots of books, but I study them as well to make sure that I can put into action what the books are telling me and I learn something new. Document it and review it. Okay, that becomes a bit of a drug in itself. Okay, and a fantastic habit to get into is, of course, educating yourself, learning something new. So those are the eight steps so far. And the last but not least step, the creme de la creme of all of this, that so many people will get those first eight steps and they will, in some way, shape or form, manage to put a plan together to achieve those steps. But they will neglect step nine. I did. And I bet when you start doing this, after a while, you do too, because you're busy. But number nine, is the most important step of them all. The next is planning. If you don't plan, you will fail, okay? Number nine, what is it? Ooh, come on, Mark, get on with it. Number nine is reflect or review your week. So at the end of your week, whether your week finishes on a Friday or whether your week finishes on a Sunday, that's fine. Just take 10 minutes, half an hour, journal and review your week. If you have a diary, potentially sometimes in the diary, it says, how's your week gone? Has it gone well? How could you make it better? What could you improve on for next week? Do take the time to answer those sort of questions. You don't necessarily need a journal to do that. You could just have a piece of paper uh, and write out a few times, you know, how did the week go? Review it. What was good? What was bad? How can next week be better? And how can I improve myself, in my exercise, in my health, and in my knowledge of learning more. Okay, please, please don't do any of the others without reviewing what you're doing because you'll never see how far you've come. You'll never see the improvements that you're making until you can look back. And that's why I do it in a journal because I can look back and I can say to myself, do you know what, my mindset, back then was this. You have a little chuckle to yourself as well because you'll see how far you've come, how far you're progressing. You can review it. And if you review it, you can improve it because you're not always going to start out by doing things the best way. But you need to review your trials and errors. You need to review and reflect on your accomplishments and you need to identify your areas for improvement. And be completely honest with yourself about these. Use feedback on your goals to make sure that your goals are still in line with the actions that you're taking. Okay, and then make sure when you do this, and I, what I do is I get together and I have 
a little, what I call a general's tent. Now, if you know what a general's tent is, when troops and things used to go off to war years ago, they would set up a tent somewhere or they will set up a holding area where all the generals will get together and they'll say, right, this is our plan of attack. Okay, but what they will also do is say, if they've just had a battle, what went well, what didn't go so well, and what can we improve on? And that is what I basically do to myself. I used to play toy soldiers when I was a kid, running around the woods with a stick and things like that. So that really resonates with me, and it's all about making it fun, making sure that you enjoy yourself. But have your own sort of meeting to say, right, let's review the week. Okay, brilliant stuff. Put a line in the sand. Maybe you had a good week. Happy days. Maybe you didn't. Okay, how are we going to improve it? Put a line in the sand and plan out your next week. So for me, every Friday, I try not to do it the weekends, but if I can't do it on Friday, I've still got Saturday and Sunday to get it done. Normally takes me about 20 minutes, half an hour. Review the week that we've just had. Plan the next week. I also like to have a separate sheet of paper where I will put any brainstorming ideas that I've got flying around in this noggin of mine at the end of the day, just so that I've got peace of mind to be able to think the weekend's here now. I haven't got any work on this weekend. If I have, then I have. But sometimes it's nice when I'm with my family to be with my family, not thinking to myself, oh, I need to not remember that. I need to call that agent. I need to follow up with that solicitor. I need to get get on with that landlord. I've got it all written down in front of me. Monday when I come in, I know what my plan is. I've also got my brainstorming thing. So I'll either put some of those tasks into my plan or get them all aligned or I'll be thinking to myself right next week some of these brainstorming ideas need to go into that and I'll get you any money some of them just need crossing off because they're not going to get me anywhere they're not going to get me where I need to be so there's no point in doing it I hope these nine steps to having a successful week that gets you where you want to be has helped you if it has please feel free to share like if somebody needs this just share it with them. Tag me into any posts or anything like that and feel free to reach out to me on social media. Do check out thepropertyunleashed.com. We have free tools and resources and training there. Rent-to-rent training, service accommodation training, guides, deal analyzers, you name it, it's there to help and support you. And please make sure that you do not miss another episode of The Property Unleashed with me, Mark Fitzgerald. Make sure you have your vision, make sure you have your goals, Make sure you break those goals into bite-sized chunks so that you can take action on them and push yourself further forward. And I'll see you in the next episode. You take care and bye for now.